Hi, Ali. Hi, Tim. How's it going? Yeah, very good, thanks. Yeah, very good. How's it going for you? Yeah, it's going all right. It's just been a bit of a crappy year, though, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> and I assume that's why you were going to say something else. Yeah, I because it's been such a write-off, I think one of the things we can do to get through is just to cast our minds onto something that is more enjoyable, such as music. Very good idea. What did you have in mind? Why don't we talk about music that we both love and, and I guess what we like about it, how it shaped our lives and perhaps what factors influence the music itself. I see, so sort of diving a bit deeper into the music and understanding why we feel the way we do about it. Yeah, exactly. And, and perhaps challenging some of the established narratives that history has created for some of the music. Sounds like a great idea. How about we call it life's music? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Tim, to our Warwickshire-based studio. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's good to be here. It's very good. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I don't, why do people say that? It's good to be here. It's, good it's to so, so <laughs> stupid. It's just awesome. It's like it's a pleasantry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's just pointless platitudes, but it's actually it feels much more like a like almost like professional yeah. studio situation now. So yeah, yeah really feeling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's like you feel more excited for it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. absolutely. And I actually feel like I actually like an experience it was like a, the full experience yeah, yeah, there, yeah. rather than just like having a zoom call, a zoom call yeah, yeah in I'm your pjs sure. yeah, yeah. And, just, <laughs> and this is that random stuff going on next door or something and like yeah yeah that fire alarm goes off yeah did that ever happen you Maybe. had sirens you had police yeah, yeah, sirens yeah, yeah, on the last could, episode yeah. that was quite funny because yeah, yeah. like you're like can you hear this and you can like you can hear it in like yeah, uh, in the playback yeah, it's quite yeah. cool but um yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's quite cool. <laughs> it's but authentic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they're coming to arrest you for your uh, comments about Noel Gallagher. Yeah, comments about <laughs> opinions, yeah. Yeah. Probably more on this episode, actually. Yeah, yeah, no, we've got some, yeah, we're, we're expecting some flashpoints on this. We'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. But yeah, so this is going to be our final episode of season one. And, you know, on, obviously on our bonus episode we recorded last night, you know, as we alluded to, this will be yet another third album. But this is almost like a, uh, this is going to be... I guess in some ways similar to the Black Keys in a way, like yeah, US. I was thinking about that. Yeah, before. yeah, like yeah. there is a there is a sort of a distinctive American sound. I feel yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's different, obviously, to Black Keys. Yeah. So this is Kings of Leon's because of the times. This yeah. is this is the album. Do you, do you pronounce it Kings of Leon or do you pronounce it Kings of Leon? <sighs> yeah, there's a subtle. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, do, yeah, I think I've always pronounced it. Oh, we could just call it Cole. <laughs> yeah, Cole, <laughs> Cole so for sure. Cole B O T T. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, here's here's a little fact for you, right? All but one of their albums have five syllables in the album title. Okay. Yeah. So. Do you think that's carefully ma- manufactured? Carefully. I think like when I when I've read it in like all these reviews, it, I think yeah. critics often tote it as like a deliberate thing. Yeah, it's yeah, like a deliberate yeah. rule, but it's, like, it makes you wonder whether they're sat with a piece of paper going like, right, we need a five syllable title. Well, look, you know, it's it, like... <laughs> this is something I'm actually going to go into in this yeah. episode. So uh, yeah, yeah uh, better prepare yourself if you're a Kings of Leon fan. To yeah, be extremely <laughs> upset. I mean, probably not upset. I mean, Zara was a bit upset. Yeah, but like, it's not like I. It's yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. I'll expand when we start. But, oh, yeah. All right. 
Well, um, let's dig into it. So, yeah. um, do, you, do you usually give a bit of a background on the? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll try not to spend as much time on this, yeah. uh, you know, as, <laughs> as the last time with Kasabian. But yeah, just as the usual, gender. We'll yeah, we'll talk about the band story, uh, initial success, then obviously the album itself, how it, yeah, yeah how well it did, and then obviously oh, favorite tracks and lyrics, and yeah. also just any other kind of sidebars yeah, on the way, yeah, of course, yeah. as, as, uh, as yeah. listeners have come to expect. Band Cole, Kings of Leon, however you pronounce it, formed in Nashville, Tennessee in 1999. Yeah, you see, you see, this is yeah. the first, this was yeah, for me, yeah. that was like the first red yeah, flag. Yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> I was going to, like, so, Nashville, Tennessee is so, it's such a music, it's not like I'm, no, okay, I'm not going to, I don't not like, uh, how do I make It's obviously a like historical importance, isn't it? I, had, I had an open mind on this topic, but yeah. for me, it was like, okay, this is like a classic place where bands are formed. Yes, yes it just it is, seems yeah. a little bit too convenient. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but <laughs> you know, like, maybe that's just me. It's almost like the London of like the South and yeah, the United or, States. Um, you know, like where yeah. or if you're going to make it, you've got to go to a certain place. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. It's like in the, in the states. There's like there's LA, there's Nashville, yeah, and there's New York. Yeah, and those yeah. like your sort of like your main. Well, well Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee is like I wouldn't even say that LA or New York are even sort of in the same sort mm. of. Same level. I feel like National Tennessee is almost legend in and of itself. Yeah, because you know? it, it all the like all yeah. the legacy has of country music yeah. and and there's like yeah. you, know, you can count the songs that are written about the place. Yeah, yeah. So it has a lot of significance. So yeah, yeah I, know, I know, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just like oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. No, I, 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 I they're not I, actually from Nashville, Tennessee. No, they're not. I mean, they. Uh, I mean, we'll go on to so, yeah, but they, so. they, they grew up mainly in Tennessee. Mm. But yeah, no, they moved to Nashville in order to make it. You know, cause that's what I mean. It's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's the thing. I, yeah, I had no idea that that's where they were based initially. Anyway, mm. to make it happen. But uh, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. in that sense. Yeah. So what's interesting about this band? I don't know if you already knew this, but obviously this is a. a fully fledged family based band yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. forget the Gallagher brothers or the yeah. Skelly brothers you know yeah, yeah. this is three brothers and their cousins so yeah. you have the brothers Caleb Jared and Nathan uh, and their cousin Matthew and respectively they are the front man the bassist the drummer and the lead guitarist so this is a four piece outfit and they've yeah. always had this same lineup all the way through so yeah, it's yeah. a strong family unit yeah, 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 yeah. so as, as I mentioned before they said the brothers grew up in Tennessee whilst yeah. their cousin Matthew was uh, born and raised in Mississippi right. so uh, uh, but they're both basically they're from the south yeah yeah it has a certain vibe to it doesn't it which if you're not in America it's like even more of a like magnified yeah, yeah, it's a, there's a very strong character to it, yeah. to them, and, and then and then just yeah. to just to pile that stereotype on a bit more, yeah. their dad was a travelling preacher. Yes, yes. So um, United Pentecostal Church preacher. So the brothers spent a lot of their childhood on the road, effectively. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. with, with their dad doing all these sermons yeah. and services. Can, and can we just like can we just so bookmark the phrase on the road? On the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, for, yeah so, that, that's definitely relevant for later. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, they're basically either being schooled at home or like attending parochial schools for like a short yeah. period of time. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. such as their lifestyle yeah. at that time. And uh, going to these services was their kind of first introduction to music because they're yeah. playing percussive instruments or whatever. Yeah. 
and then there wasn't really yeah, they, they play at the surfaces yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. That, that's kind of how it happened and you can see how it rubs off on, yeah, yeah. on them yeah. in, in a sense and it wasn't until like 97 when basically Caleb and Nathan they moved to Nashville so yeah. this, this is where it starts and it's funny initially they embraced country music yeah. you know because you know for obvious reasons because that's where it was based in Nashville and yeah. um, they meet a songwriter called um, Angela Petraglia who basically helps them hone their songwriting abilities and yeah. also introduces them to other like like harder rock influences like, yeah, like yeah, Thin yeah. Lizzy, The Stones, The Clash. Really? Yeah, 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 apparently so. It's all English bands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Thin Lizzy yeah, ne- Never mind Nashville, never... like listen to this. Yeah, listen to British... this is the good stuff. Yeah. But it, I, I never thought that Thin Lizzy would be something on the, uh, yeah. the American's agenda. But yeah. Is, is it Thin Lizzy? Was very big yeah, yeah. Thing? Well, I guess, um, yeah, I think all those bands had crossed over in some shape or form. I mean, yeah. I guess The Stones are probably the most yeah, yeah. Su- successful example of those. Yeah, and so yeah, they're later joined by their younger brother Jared and their cousin Matthew, who moved to Nashville like a couple of years later after them. And that effectively the band becomes fully formed, and they name it after their late grandfather Leon, hence Kings Leon. So, okay, that's so, yeah, so okay. no kind of weird, wacky story yeah, behind the name. You yeah. see, it's quite straightforward. Well, it is yeah. kind of kind of a story. Yeah, yeah, in a yeah, sense. Yeah, Kings of is is like a sort of game for the. Do you remember when, when they uh, when they were forming the last Shadow Puppets? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the story about that? And it's like yeah. Alex Turner's just like, oh, Mark, yeah, one of the one of them is just like on the phone to the other one or something, and Mark yeah. is saying something like, "We're going to call ourselves the Shadow Puppets." Doesn't seem arrogant enough. I mean, we need more 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 arrogant, more bombastic. <laughs> the last Shadow. So we need to be the last Shadow Puppets. This is like <laughs> I mean, it could be the Leons, but yeah, that sounds a bit like yeah. a cafe slash. Restaurant, yeah, 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 a bistro, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's be, let's be the kings of Leon, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, um, it's a decent but, name, yeah, it's a decent name. So, yeah, so by 2002, so like Nathan Kellip, who really get this whole thing going from the off, you know, they there's various music labels that take an interest in them and they eventually sign to RCA, but it's funny because they think. Yeah, the label are like thinking, right, these guys are a duo. But uh, Nathan Caleb, like, no, we want our brother and our cousin Matthew involved as well. And they're like, well, okay. Well, Let's see you, you, let you go away for a month and you see what you come up with, you know. So they're giving them the benefit of the doubt. That's quite cool, isn't it? Like yeah. Sort of stuff as a family unit. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's like a the, strong bond. Yeah, there's a certain... Yeah, there's always this sort of classic bit of cliche where it's like, oh, you know, I've been offered the deal, but you're just like the yeah. drummer or something. So fuck you. Yeah. Pretty, I, you know, I'd probably edit that bit out, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That's all right. Uh, but, but like... But yeah, so screw you. But like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like... Um, yeah, I think it's quite admirable. Well, I think the thing is, right, mo- I think most of the time the songs are all co-written between all four of them. And I think they deliberately did that so there wouldn't be those sorts of arguments yeah. like, what about this? You know, why aren't I earning more, yeah. you know, money for this and all yeah, that? Yeah, so they yeah. did kind of put that to bed almost yeah, straight away, which is, which is a good idea. So, yeah, so, so what happens is it's quite a funny story as, as they're told by themselves. So um, in order to um, get their cousin Matthew to join them, they, they uh, somewhat kidnap him from his mum <laughs> in Tennessee, uh, sorry, yeah. Mississippi. They they basically spend like a, um, a whole month down in their parents' basement just smoking weed and just like songwriting and yeah. just falling around, I guess. And they eventually come up with um, four songs that make it onto their first EP called Holy Roller Novocaine, you know, which is a hell of a, hell of a title already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those, you know, some of those songs actually make it onto their first album as well. But yeah, so they, they said to the Matthews mum, oh, you know, he'll be back in a week and basically he just never came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Rock and roll yeah. took him yeah, from, yeah, from, yeah, uh, yeah. from his mama, you yeah. know. So uh, yeah. yeah, so this EP that they write, so it gets released in February 2003 and, you know, it gets quite good critical claim by the music press. Uh, like, you know, in the States, Rolling Stone is almost like the equivalent of NME yeah, really yeah, over there yeah, so like yeah, it's yeah. really them who are quite keen on them and um, 
Yeah, and they, would you say they're the biggest musical magazine going? Glo- I globally, know, I globally or just in the States? Well, just, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, so. Because well, they're pretty big here as well. Like, it's not like you know, can't find them. Yeah, they're I just think available. Rolling Stone are a bit more culturally relevant in the States than they are yeah, here not. in the UK. I think yeah. NME is always more of a bigger thing here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. NME is yeah. Like, it's almost like, yeah. like, it's like teenagers' music, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. yeah I don't know, the just, New Music Express. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, um, I mean, these songs are... They actually co-wrote these with um, Petraglia, who I mentioned earlier, but um, it was also produced by Petraglia as well, co-produced. And so later in 2003, in July of that year, their first album then gets released. Yeah, so the, the yeah. first album's called Youth and Young Manhood, and it gets released in the UK first before the US, yeah, interestingly. Yeah, yeah. And basically, to mention this point quickly, throughout these first three albums, um, you know, the one that we're talking about included, there's always the same production team on this. So okay, it's um, yeah, yeah. Angelo Petraglia, but also someone called Ethan Johns. And it's always those two people who, they, who co-produce on their albums. And in terms of their sounds, they're often, like the music press, consider them to be like this cross between Leonard Skinner-inspired Southern Boogie meets kind of like Strokes-style garage rock. Yeah, I, you I know, saw that. Like 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 the Southern Strokes. Yeah, the Southern like Strokes. The Southern Fried Strokes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, like, it seems to be that's quite... Um, They've decided that's what they are. Yeah, well, it's interesting because I think... The music press has made their judgment and this yeah, is what they are now. Yeah, well, I think, interestingly, what, what I, the impression I seem to get from reading a lot of reviews of this third album is that I think a lot of the press didn't actually particularly think they were any good at, like musically they just thought they were a bit of a novelty they seemed like a bit of a 70s throwback well this is, this is know, it's, it's like... interesting because I without I mean I got I got I don't really know where where I should put my opinions in but well, go, like, go, go yeah. for it go for it well yeah. I, I was like you know I didn't want to start with the negatives but like now that you know having discussed it with you before this and um uh, I read, read about them and uh mm listens to the album more because I, I was never a big fan okay yeah, yeah. up front yeah oh, I don't really know why hmm. uh, but now I, I sort of get the sound right mm-hmm. I get what they're trying to do yeah and I think as we discussed before about it being you need to be at the right moment yeah in your life to get the music to really resonate with you I don't think I've maybe not had one of those moments yet yeah it, it occurs to me that if I go on a big road trip mm. or something like this it might and I put this on it might actually suddenly work for me but um, yeah that, that's that's a sort of side thing this sort of family band kind of idea I yeah, yeah, like yeah. but like it, what I get it, what the, the one thing that always like made me think like oh yeah okay I'm not really sure about this is the you're gonna hate this so there's a slightly I feel like there's a slightly contrived nature okay to the way their music is right yeah and we discussed this before about how they seem to be reaching for the big arena music really early on yeah and the fact that they were formed in Nashville Tennessee yeah and it all seems a bit kind of like it's not like there's anything necessarily wrong with a manufactured band mm. but I just I can't I don't know what it is but it's just that that's my you know yeah. so as, you feel, as, as you feel there's about, something manufactured about them I, I do yeah, yeah. and I don't know okay. I, I don't, I'm not sure precisely what it is I'm trying to because I can't seem to get my head around it basically it's, it's almost like it, you know the whole story it it's almost too seems perfect. too too good to be true yeah exactly that, that's, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah it's just a bit like yeah I don't know it's uh, mm. something, that, something that a movie could be written about yeah you know? it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean it's not uh, you know I'm not, I'm not like um yeah, I think I think also it's like the yeah you know, this is just in relevance to the critical reception as we say that it received because it's like I remember you said before it's like the music press seem to think that they are they seem to mirror what I'm trying to say yeah it's, it's sort of they're reaching for this big sound because mm. they've got this, yeah, this big atmospheric tracks and whatever mm. 
before they're ready almost yeah 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 what do you, what do you think of that is that well, just I, a bunch of bullshit or? well i think like the thing is when when they were tr- like on this third album we'll, we'll touch upon this obviously when, when we discuss it in more detail but like yeah. yeah i think when they were trying to reach for a bigger sound on album number three by this point mm. they weren't i think they were mainly just like the darlings of the uk music scene they weren't no, they yeah. were they were never really a big band in america it was like the yeah. fourth album you know with sex on fire and you somebody those those singles that really broke them in yeah. america and yeah, the rest yeah. of the yeah. world frankly but yeah. that's the thing it's like they obviously by that point they had the big stadium sound but it's like they were grabbing for it before they were even really a big band themselves if you know what i mean so yeah, yeah they, they were reaching for it early and i think they and again, we'll, we'll touch upon this as, as to at what point in their career that they they start exploring that because the first couple of albums are very like raw, very kind of like almost indecipherable, like you know southern hillbilly accent yeah, it, lyrics it and stuff. But, it's very garage rocky, and yeah, it's like yeah, and yeah. some of it is hit and miss. Because like, like we were saying about the comparison to the Black Keys, the Black Keys is more like it's a different type of story for one thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Different, different, different type of story, but like yeah. a different type of music yeah. roots are much more they're more blues aren't I feel, they I feel like you know it's it's like Kings of Leon are sort of playing they've got these big I feel like the, what you're hearing is like big open spaces yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is what I, I'm sort of firing my shots too early here because yeah. this was what I was going to save it for later but yeah. they're big atmospheric sounds that fill up big rural you can sort of imagine the big rural mm. empty spaces that you'd find in the south yeah, yeah. of america yeah um you know on you know, you're on the road or whatever the like, big so prairies exactly yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah. like like in, in a road trip type thing yeah. whereas the black keys is obviously all about the little bars and clubs yeah. and smoky little yeah joints i suppose that they would be playing in the delta cream yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> oh, yeah um yeah yeah. It, yeah those kind of places but it has a distinctly different it has a much more it's difficult to say, but it's like a kind of closed-in, kind of in- internal inside sound. Yeah, no, I know like what you mean. Yeah, sound. yeah, like when you listen to like Brothers or El Camino yeah. or any of the any any of the albums they've done since 2010. Yeah, there's never, I never got like the way the songs sound, the way they've been produced. They don't have that, yeah, that big atmospheric quality. And I mean, in effect, you're talking about Kings of Leon now, really. And, yeah. and, they're, and yeah, as yeah. they've been over the last decade or so, like all their albums have had that big. It's stadium quality it's, it's not it's not necessarily yeah. i don't think and what i'm thinking i'm not i'm not necessarily saying it's like i think maybe i was a bit hasty in saying they're like reaching for a stadium sound i think maybe this is just the sound they have they do it's now like, the sound they have now definitely yeah, 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 but, yeah. It, but it's like but it's like even on because of the times it's they're like quite patient like yeah. the, the songs are quite they're not like oh my god i've got to get the set, set finished before we go off and yeah. then the next people are going to come on yeah it's like we're going to be here for like all day, basically. Yeah. And we're just going to be playing this. Strap in. Yeah. And it's um, it's kind of like you. Know, if you've got lots of time on your hands and you're mm. like a little bit bored from traveling or whatever, mm. not saying you know, I'm not saying those as critical things, mm. but like if you look at their story, mm. you can sort of see how this might be. Yeah. How they would write a song. You know, yeah. It's like we're traveling to wherever. I actually don't know what Tennessee looks like in terms of yeah. what all of South America looks like in mm. terms of landscape but i sort of imagine sort of prairies and deserts and this kind of stuff yeah maybe not deserts but yeah like yeah More like arizona i guess it, it was, yeah, 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 arizona, yeah arizona obviously yeah. is actually the name of one of the songs which yeah I think is, it's, it's a decent decent closer in my view but yeah. Yeah, yeah um and it just strikes me that this is i don't know it, it's sort of um it's almost like they're telling you their story in the music because it's like yeah. like i said big open themes yeah like not a lot of stuff actually goes on. Yeah, it's yeah. like the lyrics are all sort of quite compressed. It's not like long lyrical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moments, but yeah, it's sort of just having a bit of a riff there. So. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> but, I mean, t- 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 we'll definitely return to that when we, yeah. you know, when we 
digging more into the third album. But I mean, like, just going back to the, the first album. So I mean, it's worth saying, and this is this is a, this is an important point that, like, with the Black Keys, this is another American band that gets a lot of interest in the UK really yeah. before it, it does in the US yeah. sort of thing. And Kings Leon. UK just took them straight off the bat, whereas yeah. the US just basically wasn't interested until album number four, really. And mm. it's interesting about the how sometimes people just aren't ready for the music, yeah, yeah, you know, until, yeah. until until yeah. a certain time, or whatever. You know, people just don't get it, and yeah, they, yeah, they need yeah. it just needs to be sold to them in a certain way yeah, yeah, or definitely. whatever, you know. And then that that happened to be album number four. But and that's almost what we're doing with this podcast. Yeah, right? yeah, selling the music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, uh, when this without, album, without commission, by the way. Yeah, without, okay. yeah, we, this is a. Uh, <laughs> Not for profit yeah, yeah. organization. So when when album num- number one comes out, edit that bit out. It's yeah, the case later on. So yeah, might yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might regret saying this. Yeah. So this first album, you know, number three in the album chart in the UK. So already top ten album. So what we talk, we're talking about the first album, album number one. Okay, yeah, just yeah. album number one and twice platinum. Yeah. NME loves it. One of the best albums of the last ten years. Uh, Rolling Stone, same thing. But you know, tenth best album, two thousand three. You know, so it gets a lot of accolades essentially. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to read them all out, but four singles it, it spawns. You know, two of them reach, you know, say the top uh, 60 effectively in the, in the singles chart. You know, Molly's Chambers is like the best known single off that album, and you know, that in itself gets silver status. Comes their best known hit at the time. Molly's Chambers is actually referenced in. Um... Is it Whiskey in the Jar? Thin Lizzy song? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that what that's a reference yeah. to? Yeah, I reckon so. It's insane, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, 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 wow, that's wow, that's yeah. mind blown, yeah, yeah, now that you say it, yeah, it makes total sense, yeah, because they were listening to Finn Lizzie, yeah. Going, yeah, so, <laughs> goodness me, um, that is just, I, I, yeah, this, this is what, again, I think this is making me feel a little bit like, oh, I see, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah like I see what you did of, there. I'm speaking your language move, yeah, like, that's very salesy, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, that's on. all right. So they basically the UK love them, but in the US the reviews are more lukewarm. They just don't really get it, so it barely shifts a hundred thousand copies. And then with the second album, a heartache, heartbreak. Again, same production teams before, released in October two thousand four. So a very similar story. So the UK love it. It builds upon their the sound of the first album, so it's a bit more polished, but it's still quite you know it's not a massive departure from what they did before. Yeah. Again, hits number three, twice platinum. And it actually creeps up the Billboard 200 chart in the US, uh, you know, reaches number 55 as opposed to 113 for the first time. So they're steadily improving their US situation. Well, I think, yeah, the US situation yeah. is interesting, isn't it? Because obviously yeah. the Billboard chart in the US is like, well, there's a lot more people in the US, there's a lot more bands in the it's US. It's a bigger right? market. Yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 yeah, but also, yeah. as you say, it's harder to compete exactly. as well, yeah. You know, yeah. presumably. So, um, and again, there's uh, three singles off the back of this. You have The Bucket, Four Kicks and King of the Radio. Now, these are all top 40 singles, um, in the UK at least. So again, like, the UK presence is doing well. You know, they're becoming like, um, yeah. you know, like, like with other indie bands of the time, they're becoming a well-known entity in the UK market at least. Again, generally favourable reviews that the album receives. It, it's interesting, right? Both of these albums feature in this book of a thousand one albums you must hear before you die. Not sure I agree with that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think either of those albums are particularly interesting. Like they've got some great singles on there, but like when I listen to both of them, I, I don't. I would never say I must listen to it before I die. Like, well, like but, but, I mean, a thousand and one seems like quite a lot of albums to listen to. Like, I mean, yeah. not, I'm not saying that that's not possible, but like, um, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> so what, I, it seems I, like a lot of out. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a big number, mm. so I can probably yeah. see them being it, like. Do you know what I mean? Like. If, what I'm trying to say is, 
okay, it's like the writer has set themselves this task. I'm going to write down a thousand and one albums to see, maybe to, re- uh, to listen to before, before mm. I die, right? But then it's like, as you get towards the end, it's like, ah, oh, damn, what do I put in? I'm kind of scraping the barrel a little bit. Let's throw in some Kings of Leon and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Is that a bit harsh? I don't know. Well, like, like, what I'm saying yeah, is yeah, I don't yeah. really... What number were they in those, al- in the, in those rankings? So, no. I can tell you, actually. Yeah, go on. So, uh, the second album is ranked... Oh, no. Sorry, no, I can't tell you. Sorry, I'm yeah. being an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, you are being yeah, an yeah, idiot. Yeah, I'm being an idiot here. So, no, it doesn't tell me the ranking of, of what it, where it is okay, in the... Okay. In the but, but as far as Rolling Stone is concerned, so yeah. it was ranked number 39 in the top 100 albums of the decade. Oh, wow. And okay. then the first album was ranked number 80 in the top 100 albums of the decade. Wow. So, basically... They're saying the, it's all right, then, basically. Yeah, they love it, clearly. Yeah. Even if the audiences in the US don't... Critics, you know, they've got it. They know, they, yeah, they, they know they what they're know talking things, about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, beyond the music press, right? The band also like gain attention from like more established rock peers, such yeah. as Elvis Costello. Um, really? you know, so yeah, apparently so. Yeah, and um, well, but crucially, right? And this is where we're going to go onto the album itself <laughs> now. Um, so these guys, they, they end up going on these stadium-sized tours on yeah. these support slots with big acts like. Pearl Jam, U2, Bob Dylan. So yeah. this is all like in the years 2005 and uh, yeah. 2006. And so you know, these guys are rubbing shoulders with these established yeah, rock acts, yeah. right? And it's clearly making an impression yeah. on the band because they're yeah, just yeah. looking around going like, wow, this is epic. Like, yeah. you know, all this echo, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, yeah, all these yeah, people yeah. looking yeah. at us. And, you know, basically gives them the, these aspirations of, yeah. of grandeur. You know, it's like, yeah. we hope one day we could reach the level of U2, you know, and they... And, to be fair to them, they recognise it's going to take a lot of hard work to, 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 to make that possible. Absolutely not. And uh, what they, on these tours, they would often use the sound checks to basically like write material, just basically yeah. fuck around with like special effects or whatever, yeah, and yeah, just yeah, different, yeah. you know, whatever. But also they would road test them with audiences, a lot of whom probably wouldn't have heard of them before. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, you know, who are Kings Leon? You know, like, you know, what, what's this uh, music? Never heard of it before. But like, you know, so that, it's, it's almost like a really like useful blank canvas just to test things on yeah. because there's no prior judgment or anything. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a really good clean slate to work with. And it really gives them this idea of how, of you know, what it was like to upscale their sound, yeah, you know, yeah. like uh, really make it sound big. And they were off in some ways like going with the stuff that was working best for the audiences, the yeah. stuff that they were responding best to. But also the, the other thing here is that, I don't know if like if you've got any uh, interesting stories about their uh, rock and roll antics, but it's funny because like in, in my notes here, I've got but there that, are a couple uh, later on, but not yeah. not 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 the yeah. early period. Yeah, but but I think like what we haven't mentioned so far is that when these guys started out, they're basically like late teens, early twenties. In fact, J- yeah. Jared is like the, the or J- Jared is it Jared? Jared, Jared, sorry, Jarhead, yeah, like the film Jarhead, yeah, yeah. So the Marines, yeah, yeah. So he's like the youngest brother. By the time the band actually get going he's basically only just turned like 16 17 yeah. he hasn't even learnt to play the bass properly yet yeah. you know this is how young yeah. they yeah. are yeah. right yeah. and the thing is like you get all this sudden fame like at least in the UK at least like thrown yeah. at them and, and they don't know how to deal with it can, can and, I just and, also yeah. can we point out that obviously because they were from a pretty hardcore Christian family yeah they, I like, imagine they're probably mostly protected from just sheltered from it perhaps, from, yeah. from the, the usual cultural uh, you know, things that happen that it would, it would occur yeah yeah, yeah. Age. yeah absolutely. suddenly now they're like just thrown open, into the line open of fire. range just, yeah, 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 yeah just yeah, like yeah. yeah so they become known for like their 
hardcore like rock and roll partying antics and everything and they get to a point where they feel like the journalists are just more interested in that than they are in their actual music and they're like well we you know we we can't stand for that you know yeah. we we we, we got to do something about that so i guess there's so on one hand you've got this uh, aspiration to get a bigger sound become a big band yeah. right but then also you've got this desire to be taken seriously we yeah, want, you know yeah. we don't want to be we're serious yeah yeah we're we're, 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 we're professionals yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come on guys we're supposed to be professionals yeah. you ever seen them um, reservoir dogs uh, yeah, yeah. Course, that's yeah. that's the that's the line steve Buscemi says you know yeah. that's like you know when they start having a little squabble in that warehouse yeah. you know when they're fighting yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like come on guys we're supposed to be professionals <laughs> you know it's like it's like that so and also that by this point you know they've grown up a little bit they're a bit more mature so i think that at this stage where it's like look yeah, we can't just keep doing this we've yeah, got yeah. we got to do something different serious yeah so so there's, there's, there's those three factors there in fact you know the, speaking of maturity like they did um consider getting different producers on this third album they did try speaking to some others but they just felt like actually they just weren't convinced by anyone they spoke well, if it to. Broke, that, I mean, why, why would you? I mean, no. I think sometimes, kind of following on from the discussion, like we did last night about the third album. Yeah. You, know so, what, you know what's interesting, actually, which I failed to mention last night, probably because I was practically asleep while we were doing the <laughs> late like, night session. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But basically, it's almost like a bit of an identity crisis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. For bands like the third album. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like people almost feel like they've got to do some different for yeah. the sake of it, yeah, exactly. yeah. just because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's what they tried to do with you know in terms of who they're going to get to produce the album. But in the end, they went back to Petragli and Johns. But this time, they felt that they had the assertiveness to say and the confidence to say, actually, we're not little kids anymore. You know, we don't want to be told what to do. Like this is what we want to do. Can you help us do that? And it's like yes, okay, let's go. Yeah. So yeah. you know that that's kind of a, one of the key difference here, differences. Sorry, but. Um, Getting on to this album, I mean, you've mentioned before that actually, yes, it's a, it is an album that, that is patient. And at this point, it's their longest running album out of the three. It's like nearly an hour, whereas most their first albums are more to like the 40 minute mark. So like, you know, in effect, depending on your average runtime, that's like three or four songs extra on the album, yeah. really. Like the actual, yeah. the first song knocked up is like seven minutes. Yeah, it's bomb. It's, 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 it's sort yeah. of bombastic, you know, it's like... Yeah. A, I'm, st I'm still trying to put my finger on exactly what it is, but it's almost like they're taking their time and it's like patient and it's like confident sort of like swagger almost. It's yeah. like, yeah, like but I mean, the, the in I mean, I'm trying to think of the song that I'm talking about. I can't remember what it's called and I hadn't written it down and it's just well, I've got, I've, I've got, I've got the track list here. Yeah, no, I've got the track list. Oh, okay, okay. It's, it's like, oh, 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 oh. Like that. What, which one Yeah. That? Um, and it's just I, that in between, it's just like, do. That's true love way. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's thought, true yeah, love okay. way. Yeah, yeah. That's but, but in that song, it's, it's that it, like there's that entire minute where they're just going. Oh, mm. oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. Whatever, the, whatever the bass is doing. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's just like, yeah. How, how can you? How is that a song? Do you know what I mean? Like, how is that a song? How can yeah, you have, yeah. Like, you're a new. You're sort of not. Not. A, I'm not. It's not grabbing you by the lapel. It's not shoving the bat. Is it? Yeah. It's impressive in a way. It's like the confidence that they have. The patience and the, they're not like panicking about the fact that they've got nothing like, almost nothing in this period yeah. of like minutes of stuff but there's yeah. nothing there yeah but because it, it makes the song more mm. grandiose and more atmospheric and more epic mm. but it's for me that's like the, almost like the distinctive quality of their music it's like it is like you're driving mm. in on an open road yeah and with, there's like with, nothing. With the windows down yeah, yeah, and, it's, yeah and it's a yeah. bit like that for for ages yeah. and then you know stuff happens yeah occasionally some things happen yeah 
And, and I don't know, it's just, it's, it's, uh, the more I think about it, the more that's like almost like 100% what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, we've alluded to this already quite a bit, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the sound that they've gone for is, is big. It's this. Yeah. They, they, but it's this, not this, yeah. I don't think necessarily it's like a, maybe, maybe we're talking too soon and saying okay. it's a stadium sound. Yeah. Because that is, it's, it's like, well, I, I still feel like that is like where they're from almost. Like, that's mm. what, what they're talking about. It's like, even in Knocked Up, it's like for ages, like the intro is just like, um, Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, it's just kind it's, of galloping along, like, um, isn't it, for a bit? Yeah. Yeah, like, it's, it's it's not. Even, it's like cruising. It's cruising. That's what yeah. it is. The music is cruising. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's uh, a couple of points where obviously it suddenly goes up yeah. a year, but then it always keeps returning to that, as you say, that, yeah. that cruising speed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, and it starts how it finishes, which know. might which might actually be reflective of the way I listen to music because most of the music I listen to is like very like angsty and very punky yeah yeah which is like the opposite which may be why I don't yeah yeah I haven't got there yet but yeah yeah it doesn't quite resonate with yeah. your well, maybe it will sensibilities I, I'm gonna I'm gonna next time I go on some kind of road you know drive somewhere long in a long period of time maybe I'll listen to it and see, yeah. it, see if it has that see, effect see, yeah see if yeah. that's what it's for it, it's like <laughs> music for a certain occasion because yeah, it's, yeah. it's like road yeah. trip music because it's like yeah. you occasionally have the uh, 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 you know, yeah the, the like, millennial sort of, whoop as it's yeah, called yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> and the sort of um, yeah the um, uh, yeah just, just like almost sort of yeah, I don't want to say nonsensical lyrics, but like, yeah, it's yeah, sort of, n- nothing groundbreaking, nothing like. It doesn't require a lot of like attention to. Mm. It's not intended criticism. It's yeah. just the music, isn't it? But yeah. like, yeah, there's not a lot necessarily being said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think like yeah. the one like lyrically, the one difference yeah. that you can you, like the general theme is more about they reflect more on the consequences of love and relationships, like when yeah. things go wrong. Whereas I think like the first two albums are more like no good women you know at these parties you know all this stuff it's like you know they're they're, they're kind of learning the lessons of of rock and roll and love and all that on the road but then when you get to album number three it's like almost like the hangover it's like oh shit man you know she's knocked up or whatever you know it's like you know it's like actually um, maybe it's their Christian background coming through and, maybe and like, yeah, um, yeah maybe we think about these things a bit more (laughs) I think it's definitely more introspective for sure it's definitely more serious but yeah I mean the, the sound of it yeah, I mean, I think it'd be unfair to say that the whole album is as complete, bombastic stadium size. Like, I mean, like, I, some, some, some I these... say, I mean, I'm not meaning this as a criticism. No, I'm, just, no, I'm no. actually getting quite excited about potentially doing this at some point on a road trip. Yeah, like, yeah. When I, maybe when I get go get out to call or something, but like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think it's a, I, you know, I'm, I'm actually pretty much convinced that that's actually now like probably. Yeah, that's, well, I kind of get it. Yeah, you give you actually. give that a go and let me know yeah, what you well, think. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. 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 like the thing is, some of these songs don't necessarily get the same treatment i think songs like charmer yeah. or like mcfearless or whatever like they're actually quite more hard-edged so yeah, yeah. i think yeah. this album does like rock out at certain points you know it's still got a bit of that edge from the first two albums so yeah. that's why it's often yeah. considered like an intersection between only by the night that which is the fourth album and then the, and the first two yeah but you know ultimately yeah the, the general theme is like it's, it's a lot more polished in the first two albums yeah. um, it's drenched in this atmospheric reverb yeah, that's yeah, very yeah, rim- yeah. and like blistering like lead guitar reminiscent of the edge from the, the U2 and, yeah. and stuff like that so yeah it does have that character to it <laughs> So 
so yeah, this is where they're taking what they discovered on the road on these big stadium tours and trying to apply it to their own sound effectively. Yeah, this, yeah. this is where it begins. This is like the calm before the storm where you get, you know, sex on fire and use somebody on... Because on. Yeah. the thing is, the fourth album only gets released a year after, yeah. you know, so, so it's almost like this was almost like the test pilot. Yeah, this, is, yeah. this was like preparing the groundwork for the full-scale yeah. invasion, you know, of, uh, of the US yeah, the yeah. market. So, um, you know, this album gets released in April 2007, and in the UK, it becomes their first number one album. So so yeah. this is this is already becoming, like, more of a commercial success than before. Yeah. And even in the US, it hits number 25 in the Billboard 200. Yeah. Like, and it goes three times platinum in the UK. Clearly, it's doing better than the first two albums, at least. It spawns three singles, which is On Call, Fans, and Charmer. Mm-hmm. I think the most notable one is Fans, because... This one is like um, it's like a love letter almost to the UK fans. It's like yeah. an homage to them for supporting them throughout their kind of initial years. There's a, there's a lyric which says, "All of London sing, cause England swings, and they sure love the tales I bring." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's kind of yeah. like a thank you for all their support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it, you know, on call is like the other key single from there. That, in, you know, I'll go into this later, but that's that was a single that got me hooked onto them. And critically, the album is generally received well by the press. They're, they're loving like this new ambition. They're loving this newfound maturity, whilst yeah. also kind of sticking to their southern yeah. sort of roots, sort of thing. But you know, as, as we've alluded to before, a bit like not all the critics were equally convinced. Like some of them thought, like actually, they kind of saw through a bit of the ambition there. Yeah. They thought yeah. like you're you're learning to run before you can walk, sort of thing. You know, they thought like. You know, the album's very listenable, but it doesn't really push any boundaries. It's like you're trying to reach for U2 level success, but like the album isn't going to be, go- isn't going to go down in history. Yeah. It's like the same cultural landmark as, say, like the Joshua Tree or Actung yeah. Baby yeah, yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. that. That's kind of what the more negative reviews, the perspective they were coming from. But essentially, though, what you can think of this album as being is, is effectively the launching pad for album number four. Yeah. It's laying the groundwork for it. It really acts as like the bridge between album number four and those and those first two albums. You can definitely... Because I wouldn't say... When I think about Only By The Night, yeah. I think it is completely the stadium stuff. Stadium rock, yeah. Definitely. Whereas like, because The Times is getting there, yeah. it's like it's starting to do it, but it's also there's still the like the initial first two album kind of sound as well right, so right. it's like a, it's a good blend and in some ways that's probably yeah. why i like it so much because it's not it's not like they've gone completely stadium yet but they also it's, sort of, it's yeah. sort of um in, in some ways it sort of lacks the big choruses which mm. only by the night has yeah because yeah, because they're very sing-along choruses aren't they yeah yeah but like uh, you, annoying choruses as well can i just say like yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but 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 that's, but but they start do they start yeah. <laughs> this is like yeah. yeah. But, but but yeah, I know what you mean. They they sort of start doing a bit of a yeah. Those those, those background vocals. Yeah. Like, that's where it starts on this album. Yeah, like on yeah. knocked up. Like whoa whoa yeah whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that yeah. stuff. You know it's like it, it all starts here. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah. So um, also the squealing on Charmer. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we, we listened to it last night you can yeah. like this is like this little whistle on yeah, his yeah, voice yeah, like yeah. When, he, when he does it it's like a this high pitched um, <laughs> bit yeah yeah so weird yeah the video is quite funny because apparently yeah. there's there's supposed to be like a hypnotist you know and, and like it wasn't working on them whatever but they just pretended like it was and it, it turned out to be like one of their best music videos yet because yeah. they look like really sort of like Caleb's looking quite serious or like quite perturbed by whatever he's yeah. looking at with the lights shone on them or whatever but yeah. like I don't know but yeah, yeah it's um, <laughs> yeah it's there's, there's some good moments on there I mean like do you um, I mean do you have any standout tracks yeah for, you uh, know, True Love Way and yeah. uh, Knocked Up are probably my favourite ones yeah um, 
and my party was quite good and Black Thumbnail has a, like a really strong kind of intro yeah guitar. I think like I think that's right isn't it Black, I think it's Black Thumbnail yeah yeah yeah. but True Love Way and uh, Knocked Up are the ones that I think for me sort of define the album in the sense that I've been mm. trying to explain like yeah. you know, this is what almost they're trying to do I mean I really, I really don't like Charmer yeah, sorry. Um, but I just find it kind of slightly annoying. Like, I, what's it's, this? it's funny because, like, considering that you're more like, as you say, like you're, you're typically more into like your punky sort of angst. Yeah, and like, like, I yeah. would have thought like sonically it would have been like, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, 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 but I guess I guess you can't get past that. Wow. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, right? Because obviously, like, with with like the Libertines or something, they're they're doing all that kind of nonsense all the time. But it's like, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit. For some reason, it's sort of out of character for things to on somehow. Uh, do you know what I mean it's just not like whereas yeah, the, the Libertines sort of get away with it because they're just they're just generally completely bonkers anyway I think the thing is right it's like when you I mean they're all, yeah, obviously yeah. Yeah, like, a bit like the Black Keys the Kings of Leon uh, the Kings of Leon but yeah Kings of Leon <laughs> the Kings of Leon <laughs> yeah, Leons of Kings yeah, yeah. Um, they obviously can have a laugh and, and yeah, yeah. have a good time whatever yeah and I'm not knocking them for that but it's just I know it's just not working for me I, I, yeah, I think um, I it's think, a bit gimmicky yeah. but he does it every single time you yeah, know? it's like yeah. quite a polished way of doing it if you know what I mean it's quite yeah whereas, whereas the little thing just kind of just, it just kind of spills out it's just like yeah it's more like uh, random and yeah yeah like I mean like, like, I mean, yeah, you know how I love a Libertines anecdote yeah, you know, like yeah. in um, if you listen to the deluxe edition of um, Anthem for Doomed Youth yeah, and, yeah. and uh, one of the tracks at the end and he's just like it's like what's that being in a nursery I can't concentrate like, <laughs> Pete's just like rambling in the background about some yeah like weird thing but yeah 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 you know the thing is, oh, and also, um, yeah, I've got a little secret for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this. Um, no, but like, I, I think with charm, I, I can understand why <laughs> it's a bit perplexing because, like, you know, you you get this build up, right, yeah. and then suddenly it's this bass and drums, and then suddenly this. <laughs> the vocals really naked and exposed yeah, and like yeah, yeah. And it's like you so you really hear the texture of it yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just really takes you by surprise yeah, yeah, like yeah. wow yeah yeah it's just yeah, yeah. it's uh yeah and surprise uh, you know interestingly that was their least best performing single off the album funny yeah. enough maybe, maybe not like you yeah, not even just like the whole yeah. squeals are you, are you gonna try and do it again no no i can't i, I couldn't do justice to it really because yeah. it's that you don't want to it, it go no, 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 that'd be embarrassing. But yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so those two songs you mentioned I'd definitely put on my list. I think there's a couple of songs, really, right, at the back end of the album, which, honestly, I, could, I would just cut out, frankly. And you'd make it a shorter, yeah. leaner album, but also just less... I think there's a... I didn't write these down, actually, but there's a couple of songs at the back of the album where I just think they yeah. almost don't really fit in, really. Yeah. You know, and, and they just seem to be there for the sake of it, really, just to add a bit more album length to the album. Bombastic. Yeah, yeah. It, it, Arizona, Arizona, Arizona yeah, it's, it's great. I yeah. think I think it's quite good. So the thing about Arizona, right, it is that yeah. thing again. It's like they're saying it's almost like you know it, they're talking to a UK audience. It's like yeah, we're big America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean? Like it's Arizona. Mm. I, I don't know what it is about it. It's the same with Muck Fearless as well. So like we're Americans. So. Yeah, well, it's got that nice little cool. guitar lead, you know, yeah, throughout, it's a good, it's doesn't a good it? Song. It's very big, you know. And, and it has yeah. again, it has those big kind of, like, you know, again, minutes of time within the song where it's like, yeah. it's, like is, are they finished? Or Driving down yeah. the big yeah, open spaces. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. In my old Camaro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like Camaro. That's a good yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which yeah. one did you not like? Is it Trunk? Yeah, I didn't like Trunk. 
Okay. Well, was I put a star next to it for some reason, but I can't remember why. Can I see your notes? I'm just yeah, see there's the not a lot of information there. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, the runner and trunk. Aren't the, they yeah. just don't really do anything for me, really. Those two are just not really. Yeah, I just think they're a bit boring. But like every other song on the album, I like. But I think like my absolute favourites are like yeah, fans, Charmer, On Call, definitely. Yeah. My party, and I like that. Yeah, That's yeah, quite yeah. a rocker. It's got a strong intro. Yeah, got the old, you know the, the lyric says, "Who's going on in the background?" You're, you're talking about my baby. I could flip you upside down, and I could mop this place. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it almost like he's rapping in a way. He's not really yeah. like singing it. And like knocked up as a good lyric. It says like, mm. "I don't care what nobody says. No, I'm going to be her lover. Always mad and usually drunk, but I love her like no other." Mm. <laughs> so he's like admitting that actually, yeah, he's a bit of a wreck, but. Uh, <laughs> But but you know I'm gonna make it work sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're talking about this last night. Where it's like you can interpret it as, interpret that as like either it's this very naive yeah. determination to make something work, or like actually I've made, the decision, um, I've made the commitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no you know, no looking back. Yeah. I mean to be honest, it, you know it's quite a serious song to start with. I think it a lot, is actually, yeah, a lot of the criti- a lot of the critics were like, wow, considering what you normally think of of this band, they start off with a track like that. It's seven minutes long. It's very open. It's uh, very serious it's like wow yeah. uh, especially, especially not what you'd expect no yeah. certainly and actually I imagine for an American audience it's actually quite slightly controversial as well because mm. you know shotgun wedding you know where's a shotgun wedding you know well, and, 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 and you know not, not that accidental pregnancy is like mm. yeah it is a big thing over yeah, in the States isn't it yeah yeah it's massive it's actually it's actually quite a yeah quite a brave first song now you think about it Serious topics, you know. Yeah, they're, not, they're not. I mean, well, compared to the compared to the rest of the, the album. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Char- yeah like, but, but that's what I mean. Like, they go from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They go from. They go from that. They go from like deadly serious but, thing. Yeah. Like, slightly naive. Oh, yeah, so, I'm going to take yeah. this on. To this girl keeps looking at me at this party. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. What am I yeah. Do? yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah it's, Why is she always looking at me? Yeah. <laughs> It's just, it's weird, yeah, it? yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, it's it's quite a contrast. Right and it rounds them together. I, yeah. wonder, I wonder whether that was. Um, I don't know. I do, you know what? You, I do. I do. I do love it when bands do that, though. Yeah, I yeah. do love it when they throw a curveball at you. Because well, contrast could, is like one of the yeah one of those major things that gets yeah. people's interest, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think for a British audience, I don't think it's as. Yeah, it's like whatever. Maybe it's more of an American cultural thing. Maybe, maybe. Maybe you see that sort of thing in, in rom-coms. It's more of an yeah. American sort of right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a high school thing or whatever. You yeah. know, like you. I mean, you get teenage pregnancy obviously everywhere, don't yeah. you, and stuff like that. But it, like, it seems to have this almost American association. Well, the Americans are always talking about it because yeah. they still have quite a significant yeah, Christian outlook on yeah. that kind of thing. But, and but this I is a Christian so band. Yeah, exactly, yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, this, yeah, is exactly. why it's, yeah. this is why it's interesting because you yeah. kind of, having discussed this with you, I haven't really thought about this before, but there's obviously like a certain amount of this coming through yeah. in there. You know, if, they're, if, they're, if we were talking about before in, in the bonus episode about how they're telling this, actually, were we talking about this in the bonus episode? Where, where, where it's like, yeah, when you have the interview with the band and they're like basically just like a bunch of Giggling teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, not not Kings of Leon necessarily, yeah. but all yeah, almost every band basically mm. at that stage when at the height of their success, they're just basically mm. yeah, they they answer in monosyllables. And, they, yeah. and I remember specifically, uh, Zara put this podcast on. It was like this interview with Alex Turner. And oh, it was yeah. literally yeah, like he was on drugs or something. Like, yeah, while yeah. he was well, well, yeah, not that that would be surprising. Yeah, but like not even trying to hide it. It was yeah. like the, the interview would be like, "What's the meaning behind this song?" And yeah. Alex Turner would be just like. 
Yeah, it was just like, yo, we went down the... Tup pub. Yeah, the pub, and yeah. Uh, it's just all the, you know, the shenanigans of the... Yeah, you know, this yeah. kind of like, just using all these like random words, and you're just like, you know, yeah. you're getting nothing out of this. This is a nonsensical interview. Yeah. But obviously, the way they tell their stories through mm. the music, that's what Pink's Leon are doing with these first two tracks. Yeah. Well, not from, in my humble opinion. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, I've seen like a Last Shadow Puppets interview when they released their second album. Yeah. And there's like a YouTube video. And like, yeah. um, it's so funny because both of them look like they were out on the lash the previous night. They look like they've just had a massive party before and yeah. like they're really struggling to keep their eyes yeah. open or like take the interview seriously. Yeah. Like well, the I, I the voices are gone and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I, think the, I think the journalists have a, such high expectations <laughs> yeah. of what they think they're going to get from these kind of interviews. Yeah. And I think the fact that they get nothing is just so funny. Like it's just it's it's hilarious. They think they get oh yeah we're gonna get this insight into like you know this how this artist works. We're gonna unlock the mysteries of you know yeah. how the yeah you know, how the last shadow puppets or Kings of Leon write their songs or whatever. And it's just yeah it's just you get nothing. Like they don't yeah. give any respect to them at all. It's so funny. Yeah, I love it. Well, when we did the choral episode in preparation, I, I saw this like um, interview that I think uh, I think it was a German interviewer. Yeah. Was like asking all these questions and like yeah. you know these scouts are just like you know they're just, they're just saying like you know so Bill Ryder Jones I mean you you know what, what happened to him is like oh, I don't know why he can't just like touring anymore you know kind of thing it's just like it's just like okay and uh, have you have you spoken to him since just like. Well, I haven't seen him for like a year. You know? <laughs> okay, and and then and then they just keep asking another yeah, yeah, question because they they, they they can't get much detail. Yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah, just yeah, like yeah, you know, they're trying to make it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they just they just give yeah. like very short answers. Yeah. You know, they just sat there it's, looking bored. Yeah, funny, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, it's actually not like I, like I think I I actually wonder what the point of the music press is because <laughs> yeah. like I remember actually specifically there's a recording of this yeah. on. Uh, yeah, like some deluxe version of the Joshua Tree that, um, mm. or you know, some other record that my mum and dad have got. Yeah. And there's this recording of some some journo just trying to interview you too. Yeah. And he's like, so um, so so guys, so uh, so what what's happened between the original songs, and uh, and then and then and then the period in between, and then and then the writing of the Joshua Tree, the Joshua Tree, the, the launch of the Joshua Tree, the writing of the Joshua Tree, and now. <laughs> Uh, and now, and now, sort of, where are you going now? You know, where were the new songs? And Bono's just, and Bono, you know, all the, the, the band are just like, I, I don't know. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just, you know. Can't tell you, mate. Yeah, they, 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 don't, they don't nothing. Like, you can't actually answer the question because it's yeah. just such a ridiculous. You know, how are they supposed to answer that question? The, the journalist is obviously looking. He's trying to, he's trying to do that that classic journalist thing. Where yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm asking a big question, so I'm expecting a big answer. Yeah, yeah. And okay. the band is just like, don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's funny. It's very laugh, particularly when you see interviews go wrong, where like they just the journalist just gets a load of abuse, or yeah, like yeah, they just yeah. walk off, whatever. Well, obviously, you know. the Sex Pistols uh, yeah. being a fantastic yeah. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. proper. Yeah. yeah, it's quite embarrassing, if anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, re- I remember. I think I remember seeing. You know, it's like it's like the entire episode is dedicated to band interviews. Maybe we should do that. But anyway, yeah, yeah. There, there was a, there was an old Beatles one where um, where's the sort of like you know stale. You know, aging kind of BBC journalist, mm. music journalist, you know, music journalist, well, pop yeah. music journalist. Yeah, obviously, to hated his job. So he'd first be listening to classical music, obviously, and um, he's trying to interview the Beatles, yeah. and the Beatles are just like running rings around this guy. Yeah, and he's just yeah, like asking yeah. this question, and they're just like, 
just like re- like just rinsing and bantering with him. He's just like, I, I don't know what to do. This is journalism. I'm professional. This is serious yeah, journalism. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he just got led in like, just being a yeah, dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that's the thing. They're, they're like in their early 20s and they're just having yeah. fun and they just can't take it seriously. Yeah, yeah. I think people fail to understand that, that that's what music is. It's like their expression. Is, yeah. The music is the expression. You can't. Yeah. You're not going to find any more detail. I don't think. Yeah, you're not going to find any expression outside of that. Yeah. Really. So. I mean, I think I think if you yeah if you do start doing interviews and if people are yeah. the band are starting to like you know, wax lyrical about why they did this or why they did that. Yeah. It's more like maybe they're past their prime now. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Not just doing it. They're sort of consciously doing it. Yeah. With an a uh, with an eye to how they're going to answer journalists' questions yeah. afterwards. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe it's like, I mean, someone like Zeng Lo, for example, maybe he's like maybe one of the better music journalists because I guess maybe the, the way he's asking the questions and yeah, like yeah. The, because he put himself in the... He's also cultivated a relationship with, with certain exactly. bands. Yeah. It's not like he's just had them on once and it's just yeah. like that, that quick yeah. you know, soundbite. Yeah, the Arctic Monkeys, I mean, they've, they've been on this show like a million times. Yeah, and Noel Gallagher. And yeah, no, yeah, and all, yeah, all, yeah, all, yeah, like all lots, bands, lots yeah. of you know, big names yeah. and... Uh, and it's like there's just a certain amount of respect there, yeah, you know, which exactly, which yeah. allows for better. Like I guess the artists talking about it in the way they want to talk about it, yeah. like it's bringing out the right sort of answers from them, yeah. ra- rather than just like being given yeah. like a very stock sort of question. And yeah. It's like, well, yeah, you know, what is this? Yeah, you know, I can't, I can't it's be bothered. Good tunes. Yes. <laughs> I guess I guess though this is talk about personal connections really because obviously yeah. this is life's music we have to Indeed. talk about what impact this had and like either the album or to the band itself I mean I guess this was my pick so do you yes. want me to would you like me to go first yes please yeah, do yeah, yeah, yeah sure yeah. so I mean so basically like I, I <laughs> just trying to bring my mind back to the year two thousand seven mm-hmm. so. I'm like halfway through sixth form. The summer's a complete write-off because it just keeps raining. There's flooding everywhere. Rihanna's in the charts with the song Umbrella, somewhat poignantly. Yeah. Um, so it's quite a very specific memory when I think of this album because this album came out around that time. Um, and so whenever I listen to it, it does bring me back to that specific place. But um, I mean, when I <laughs> when I came across this um, album, it was the first time I'd heard of the band. You know, like I hadn't really... Uh, listen to them before I mean it's interesting because uh, when I did discover them suddenly I realized how many of my mates were listening to it as well uh, and not just this album but also earlier albums yeah did he have radio play the the, album, obviously it, it did single. I think on a couple of songs yeah definitely <laughs> on call and, and fans less yeah. so charmer because I, I remember being on the on the radio but yeah. like um again this is a music tv thing so like I came across the video to on call and like I said like I, I was like who are these guys like I really I really like the song and yeah. they and they look quite cool because they're all dressed in black and there's this white background and they're just there's that you know that bass line and I just thought wow this is actually really cool yeah. you know and then I felt 
inspired to go and buy the album and everything. Did you, but I hadn't, I hadn't, I didn't know who these guys were. But, but I think yeah. as well, also, were you not uh, at the time more into really heavy, like heavy stuff? Yeah, well? this is this is the thing because yeah. yeah. So like at this time, I mean, I just thought indie rock was for cool kids. You know, I didn't, <laughs> and I didn't consider myself a cool kid. Yeah, you right. know, I was listening to like. Lots of Megadeth, Metallica, and all that stuff. But also, I was kind of branching out into more like alternative rock music over the nineties yeah. and the two thousands. So as I listened to bands like Muse, but also like grunge yeah. acts like Pearl Jam, and Stone Temple Pilots, Soundgarden, all this stuff. Um, you know, Nirvana, and, well. Nirvana yeah, yeah, and also Queens of Stone Age, yeah. obviously. You know, so a lot of heavy rock, really. Yeah. So I just wasn't really, you know, when when I came across Kings of Leon, I thought, well, okay, this is a bit different. And really what, what happened thereafter when I got into this band was that then it was almost like this gateway drug into wider indie rock uh, music, really. Like, yeah. suddenly, if I was liking this stuff, I could like other things. Because, yeah. you know, back in 2005, 2006... Do you think it's a little bit weird that this is considered to be indie rock? I think that, yes, to an extent, because the thing is, indie rock is a broad church. There's lots of... Yeah, it's, 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 like, it's like with Kasabians. Yeah. Like, Kasabian, I wouldn't say Kasabian are like... Like they're not exactly so, <laughs> meat and potatoes rock, you know. They're not yeah. like a four-piece like guitar band. That like they've got electronic stuff thrown in there. Yeah. They're very experimental. So I think I think it's a very broad so, church, effectively. So because obviously, the, I hate to mention them again one more time, but like the Arctic Monkeys and the Libertines, yeah, are like almost like polar opposite to these guys. And not, not polar opposite, but like if they're within the same spectrum, yeah, they're like. Like I said, you know, angsty, like little sort of like rushed, punky kind of yeah. like angsty uh, songs, yeah. and this mm. is like not. Yeah, it's just interesting that they're considered all the same genre. That's all. Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess indie rock. You know, like road trip rock. Yeah, it's road just... trip. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but like when I think about like two thousand five and six, you know, we're so where like when the first Arctic Monkeys album came out, I didn't see what the fuss was all about. On like, genuinely, I was just like. Honestly, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't think it's anything special. I was pre-sold by yeah. friends, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then after I listened to, because of the time, suddenly all this music that my mates were listening to began to make more sense to me. So it did open my mind more. So like, this is why I, one of the reasons why I wanted to pick this album is because like in my life, like, mm. you know, this was quite a critical point where I discover a band, I discover a, a third album rather than anything earlier on. And you know so it has this impact on me in that it suddenly opens my mind to all these other like yeah. bands that at the time were you know quite popular and right you know doing well on the charts and everything and, yeah. and also all your mates listening to and then it kind of goes from there yeah. you know my taste becomes less heavier yeah. as a result really yeah. so like it's almost like you know i've gone from really heavy to actually commercially acceptable <laughs> music yeah. really so it's quite a journey and although yeah this is a bit of a stereotype and a mm. bit sort of it, it doesn't necessarily apply to everybody, but like with heavier music, I find that it tends to be. Tend, I tend to listen to it when I'm angry. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think it's almost like as you become less, it's almost like your yeah. transition out of that phase is almost like you're less angry. And yeah, and I think that's like, right. I think and, that's... and indie indie music is more like I don't know. I don't know what 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 the phrase. I don't know. It's more. I don't know, it's, it's not necessarily yeah, no, as angry. I think, I think that's a <laughs> um, really good point because right, at right. that point in time when I'm 17, I'm less of a moody little shit yeah, than yeah, I used yeah, to be, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. when I was 15, 16. And, yeah. and I'm having a better time at six on than I had at, in, in secondary school. Yeah. And, you know, the, I guess the music taste is reflecting that, absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah. when I got into heavy metal, I was, yeah, I, I didn't feel particularly popular, well-connected yeah. or anything yeah. like that. You know, I, I, you know, and the music kind of reflected my angst at the time. And then, yeah, yeah that makes absolute sense. So yeah. I think by the time Kings of Leon comes along in my life, 
it comes on at the right time. Yeah, and yeah, we've talked yeah. before about how timing is crucial is, to, yeah. to get it, you know, yeah, to, 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 yeah. to understand the music. Definitely. You can, and if like, if it doesn't work <coughs> first time round, it could the second time or third time round at, yeah. at later points in your life. And I, and I do almost feel like, particularly like, no, we were talking about this yesterday. Yeah. You could like a song already and like the lyrics and everything, but then suddenly when you've lived your life and like gone through it, like you've gone through some hard times and stuff, you can really like relate to the lyrics even more than you used to. Yes. You know, like it, it's suddenly you've ha- it has a deeper meaning for you. Yeah, exactly. The, like the um, yeah, music when the light goes out. You know, with yeah, music when the light goes out. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's it's difficult to describe. I think maybe we should do a bonus episode on it. But mm. like, it's just like your. Uh, there are certain songs that you put on because you know you it's yeah. gonna do that to you. But like, there are certain songs that it, it smashes you with it, like totally unexpectedly. Yeah, gets on with like whatever it was you were doing before, and suddenly yeah. you're feeling that emotion again. Absolutely. Um, uh, not uh, you know, I know we discussed when September ends, but what's a name actually from Green Day is actually similar. But but yeah, um, yeah, and and, and it, even even if you just listen, you wouldn't necessarily go out and listen to it. But if it comes on, it's like. Yeah, man, it evokes a feeling. Yeah, stings. it does. Does get you. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you had this with this album. Is that what you were going to say, or are you just talking about in general? Um, no, I, I, I was just talking about in general, yeah, really. Yeah. But like the album definitely had an impact on me. Like I think I, I like, I really like the stadium sound, as we're, as, as we're calling it. But I think I, I think I just really gave it a chance at the time. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I had the patience for it, yeah. and as I say, yeah, it just opened up all these other doors for me, really, <laughs> into, you know, musically. So I, I do, I do consider it an important part of my ever ongoing musical journey. Indeed, you yeah. know, but it's it's funny because it almost feels like half. That sounds so weird. It feels like almost half a lifetime ago, you know, when yeah. this album comes out, and yet when you listen to it now, it still sounds pretty good. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I don't feel like it's necessarily aged badly or anything. I mean, ly- lyrically, like you say, it's not particularly you know anything special um, in some ways. Maybe the lyrics are quite dated in a sense, considering the attitudes nowadays. But <laughs> you know, other than that, I mean, I, I think it still holds. You know, I think yeah. it's pretty solid. Yes. Yeah. So. Well, I don't. I, I for what it's worth, I, I you know, I'm not like the biggest Kings Leon fan anyway. But like, yeah, yes. Yeah, I didn't feel like the lyrics are even. I mean, it, I don't know. It sounds like a criticism, but I'm not, mm. it's not supposed to be. Like the lyrics have just gone almost like filler for me. Yeah, yeah. I think that it's more I, about the sound. I'm yeah. still appreciate. I'm still getting into it, so maybe I'm still only appreciating the the big sounds, basically. But yeah, maybe it'll get there. But I mean, obviously, those those lyrics in fans are pretty good. I, I think if we're going to choose favorite lyrics, I think those will be mine as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I have in my notes here. Um, <coughs> yeah. Those rainy days ain't so bad when you're the king, the king they want to see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. They're like, yeah. so the UK ain't so bad. The weather may be shit, but the fans, boy, are they yeah, great? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's like uh, so, they know which way their bread's buttered. Yeah, they're yeah. thankful for it. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you say, I mean, we've, we've offline we've talked about you know how you're you've never really been like a fan of of yeah. Kings Leon, not and not in a negative way. It's, it's, not just, even, it's, it's just not really a band that ever really seemed to connect with you. I don't so, understand why? Yeah, it's yeah. Like a, like, it's like one of those things that you just kind of resist. I don't, I don't know why yeah. I'm still resisting. But like, presumably, like you'd heard of them before, obviously, and yes, and, yeah, and, and yeah. I mean, like, like in in the time that this came out as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just um, and obviously relentlessly through the Sex on Fire. Oh um, God, yeah, and. Yeah. Let, yeah, let's let's just talk about that for a second. Like, yeah. I mean, because obviously we started university at the same time. We were yeah. at the same freshers week, this and, that, and that's relentless. Yeah, yeah. And it'd be yeah. like you're speaking to someone, you're like, oh, what kind of what kind of music are you into? 
well my favourite song is Sex on Fire <laughs> and it's like well yeah okay but like what, what about other than that <laughs> oh god yeah, yeah. That, that's, and this, the, that's yeah. the song that's playing right now are you aware yeah. that, that is, that's happening yeah oh, it's just yeah. yeah and this is and this is what happens this is almost like the downside of like your fa- one of your favourite bands or whatever like you know yeah, music like getting really popular yeah. because suddenly like it's not necessarily that other people like it I think it's just more that it's over it. overexposure. It's overexposure. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like okay, like this is the kind of music I'd listen to my own time, but now it's being forced on me yeah, in yeah. situations yeah, where people, I would yeah. normally listen yeah, yeah, to it. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like definitely. you have the initial novelty of like, oh, it's great, I'm hearing it. It in starts the club. to mean something yeah. else as yeah. well. Like other people yeah. sort of start making it mean yeah. something else rather than what you originally thought it meant. Yeah, because because yeah. music can be incredibly personal. Yeah, yeah. incredibly personal. Which is actually really weird because it's kind of the opposite way to how music has traditionally developed, which is usually, as I think we mentioned before, like music used to be like communal activity you only heard of clubs and bars and yeah a youth club or whatever yeah, whatever the fuck you listen to music and you've got a record player you can't exactly listen to headphones yeah but then gradually over time it's become much more personal because obviously it's much more like you can get whatever you want whenever you want and you just get it downloaded or you can eat buffet exactly yeah. yeah 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 which aren't always the best nights out really are they no no or dinners out I should say yeah, I mean, a carefully curated playlist goes a long way. Let's put <laughs> yeah. it that way. Yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. yeah. Well, we were talking about earlier about how you had the CDs for uh, yeah. Death Cream and... Uh, Coral Island. And, and yeah. Coral Island, yeah. yeah. They just look really good in those sleeves, don't they? They do, so, yeah. yeah. And I think that's maybe like well, the whole... Like your, well, it's not really retro, is it? But the CD player as well, but yeah. Well, I mean, if depends when retro starts I mean if 20 years old is considered retro then yeah, yeah. Probably, probably but like it's the design it's just, yeah yeah don't you is, don't get yeah. that now yeah, no, no, no it's very angular isn't yeah, it um, yeah yeah it has a sort of 70s vibe but. yeah yeah I can't get myself to get rid of uh, yeah. bring myself to get rid of it well, why, you know? would you get rid of, why would you get rid of it well, just so, just so I could have an actually actually functioning CD player because oh, it doesn't work. the CD doesn't work. No, yeah, right. the laser. I think it's yeah. the laser. It just doesn't read the disc anymore. I mean, I know this is sort of like anathema, but like, why don't you get repaired? <laughs> there's funny enough, Tim. There's uh, there's not many um, shops that specialise yeah. in repairing yeah. hi-fi's. Um, yeah. I think the nearest one I found was uh, quite a drive away. It, you know, yeah, at least yeah. an hour or so. Really? So it's like yeah. I think if I'm going to do it, I'm going to be prepared to make that investment yeah. of. Yeah time money um yeah but yeah yeah one day i might make it happen but until then the spotify yeah yeah you know and uh, and all Perhaps that we could design our own cd player yeah maybe that's a future life's music concept yeah <laughs> <laughs> Any oh, in case, listeners, in case you can hear this, this is, this is the rain um, tipping it down outside. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Any other thoughts on coal in general, or because of the times? Um, I think we've we've probably discussed all we need to. Yeah, I think I think notes? my my weirdly my, my opinion of them has actually developed throughout. Yeah. talking about them on this podcast. This is like the mirror opposite of me with yeah, the liberty, does it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. it's like it's like because originally I thought they were too polished and they were too slick and yeah. too. They're generally too big before they were mm. too big for their boots, I suppose is the phrase. And I never really got into them because I just thought I was like, mm. they're trying to do this mass appeal stadium rock thing, yeah. and they're just just not. I just don't see that they've developed their story enough. But it turns out actually, it's almost like they're they're doing that by accident, mm. or at least in my opinion, they seem to be doing that by accident. And their story is actually big sounds and big open road music type thing. Yeah, um, and the, where they're from, 
in yeah. terms of the type of environments in which they used to grow up in and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really interesting actually. Yeah, and I'm actually quite looking forward to trying to emulate that when I next drive a long distance. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Should be quite cool. Yeah, I do think that that this album kind of like the jam with all modcoms. You know, it, it sets them up for the things that were later to come. Definitely, yeah. it, in my mind, it, it seems to serve that purpose. Because now, now, I think when you think of Kingsley on now, you think of them as the big yeah. staging band. You know, and then they yeah. never, unfortunately, they never quite got away from that once they got there. Because like yeah. on later albums, like say like Mechanical Bull, yeah. where they try to write like more of a garage rock kind of sound, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it sounds a bit more contrived. It doesn't well, sound it doesn't sound authentic because it's like well, you're just trying to go back to what you did before, but that's not who you are anymore. You can't really I think it's different to, to turn it back yeah, yeah it's different to different backpedal from that thing because that's yeah. sort of almost in a way bands audiences tend to just increase in size unless you're the libertines in which they just get smaller but um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like but like you, you, you know it's, it's, it just seems to be the case and, and obviously as you as they get bigger and less connected to where they originally came from it becomes yeah. less like what they were originally so it makes, yeah. makes some sense I think but it yeah. sound inauthentic to try and recreate it later on yeah but yeah yeah no I mean um, as always good to revisit a decent album but yeah. uh, also to talk about our third album yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but um, but I have to say you know I'm quite excited to to think about like all the different possibilities for our next season yeah, yeah, where, you know yeah, like yeah. you know what what avenues what, I think the thing is I think we could easily explore bands that we've already looked at before but just looking at a, a different bits, album yeah. well, or, I was, I was thinking yeah. we could we potentially I mean Perhaps uh, yeah, if listeners were so inclined, they could actually email us in. Yeah, email yeah. In to us, uh, they would be able to if yeah. we had an email address. But I think you can. Uh, we could set one up or something. Can we find you on? Well, I think the thing is, right, on, on, on on Anchor, okay. where where this yeah. is hosted, I think there is a way to contact. Is there? Us. Okay. I'll, I'll have a look at that. Maybe yeah. we can do that. But, yeah. but like you, know, um, I was thinking potentially we could explore those songs which we thought were particularly poignant, and perhaps yeah. if we felt brave enough, <laughs> yeah. explain why. Yes. Uh, and, yeah. and 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 how if it's possible to do this in a podcast format without actually demonstrating with the music mm. or what particular parts of the song actually resonate really yeah jangle that nerve that you that you're talking we're talking about yeah um, I also had a list of other bands that I'd like to cover but okay. not necessarily ones that anyone likes okay <laughs> care, to, care, care, care to list a few yeah then? Green Day okay Rays, yeah I'll Rays be up for that yes yeah we talked about them before yeah. definitely yeah Paul Weller yes and I've also got the stripes, which you don't even know. Well, this could be interesting. This, yeah. this could be, yeah, this would be like a new experience yeah. for me. Yeah. That's like a band I haven't even heard of. Give them a go and then yeah. talk about it. That'd be a good format as um, well. I'm really hoping, it'd be really funny if the album that I want to talk about turns out to be a third album, because I'm actually not sure. Mm. Uh, but the other ones are not are not third albums. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, no, those are all really good shouts. I think we, yeah, we want to, because we, we already done the jam, but it'd be yeah. good to talk about like a Paul Weller yeah, album, like yeah. seven. Did not not, any... not not style cancelled, but like yeah, just yeah. like the solo years so, from the nineties yeah. onwards. Yeah, I mean, I'd be quite up for doing some sort of bands like uh, maybe like Queens of Stone Age yeah, or, yeah. or some yeah some other bands that sort of yeah relevant yeah. to like my musical journey at least. But yeah, I mean it's interesting because like with Paul Weller, for example, I think you got me into solo stuff. Yeah. I remember you recommend like oh yeah Wildwood man, Wild Wood. Wild Wood. <laughs> <laughs> that Wildwood. But that, that, that's another yeah. classic example. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. go into it too much. Yeah, yeah, Actually, yeah. Maybe, maybe that should be the one we do. But yeah. like Wildwood was was like massive for me because at the time. I think I had it was either after uni or in the summer holidays or something and where I where I where I used to live is unbelievably rural I can't yeah. even like I mean yeah. it's just I mean, it's, you know it's not like ridiculous like no one for miles rural but it's yeah. like it just felt like I'm in this 
Mm. And Wildwood is like, it has a lot of that kind of vibe going on. It's almost yeah. like, you know, I'm on my own. I'm just like strumming this acoustic guitar and yeah. thinking about all the things that kind of happened and whatever and where's everyone gone, this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, without revealing too much, was basically how I felt. Yeah. Because um, this is around 2010 yeah. when you re- you recommended this to me. So I guess it's yeah. around that time for you then, like sort of halfway through uni, like, you know, yeah. just It was the first summer holiday yeah. for me, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would have been, I guess, 2009, I guess, yeah. like um, in that first year. Yes. And then um, when we start like exchanging musical yeah. recommendations yeah. and stuff, like in the second year, I think I think it was around that time, yeah. 2010, when you were like, uh, you were like, oh yeah, you should listen to Paul Wellesoe's stuff. This is yeah. like, you know, his first album in Wildwood, you know, this yeah. thing I check out. And yeah. I did them. But... What was his first album called? It's, uh, it's, just, called, it's just self-titled, yeah. 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 And then you got Stanley Road. Stanley Road is, yeah. And then Heavy yeah. Soul. Yeah. Um, but there's always 90s albums anyway. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'll be um, I'll be looking forward to that. That's a, that's a good shout. But so basically, you know, uh, to kind of end it there, I just want to thank all of our listeners for uh, for sticking with us throughout yeah. this first season. It's been a hell of a journey. Yeah, you know, so, yeah. we, we've gone yeah. from giving this a first go on like back in October on Zoom, yeah. and we've explored quite a few bands and, and albums, and and come across some some like similar themes throughout you know with third albums but also just bands in general and we've put the world to rights in terms of like music journalists and gastro pubs and and everything in between um and you know we've we've culminated in this kind of like more professional recording uh setup here you know in in this uh you know my flat and you know it's exciting you know i'm I'm, i it's it's really um i've really enjoyed it and i'm I'm definitely keen to carry on doing it and uh you know hope hope we can uh throw some other surprises at you guys um in the the next season but until then we'll catch you later yeah thank you